0: Everyone. Welcome to the uh, uh, welcome to another edition of On the Barricades. Uh, we're doing our monthly uh, uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm uh, Yuri of One Plus One at Yuri Muckraker at YouTube, joined by your editors and your uh, hosts, Boyan Stanovslovski and Dr. Maria Chernatz. and of course, uh, for, for for anyone who's a newbie, the Barricade is a pan-Eastern European left-wing uh, news uh, outlets, and uh, and yeah. And let's, so let's, so let's continue on with, uh, with our conversation. Uh, this is our biggest, you know, thumbs, uh, e, you know, I think, I think it's a unanimous thumbs down on the powers, uh, to be with, uh, with, uh, you know, you know, with the, uh, Ukrainian, uh, conflicts that's, that, that has definitely gone full, full bat shit with, uh, with, with, uh, with, uh, Russia's, uh, you know, uh, Know, attack on uh, Ukraine on uh, Kiev, and uh, and so so. Boy, going on, going on from that, you said repeatedly on uh you know on very uh you know on you know on the barricades uh, YouTube channel, and even to me when I you know when I interviewed you on my own program, that uh you predicted that Ukraine is going to be broken up into uh, three countries. So we're going to have Western Ukraine, which is going to uh, which which is which is going to be partitioned and that's going to be the West's uh, little, uh little playground. Donetsk and Don, uh, uh, Donetsk and, and, and Donbass or Donetsk and the other part of, uh, Donbass was, which was each going to be its own separate Russian speaking countries. And that was going to be uh, it. But I never thought that, uh, that, you know, that Putin would actually, you know, attack, uh, uh, Kiev yeah. but, uh, but 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 we've already you know discussed that in segment one so any any thoughts on uh, on, on that boy on, and of course okay, I, I, yeah I, very very briefly very briefly
1: very briefly on that I want to say that uh, of course I had those speculations and uh, I I never thought that they would actually go as far as to you know an all-out attack because uh because of of the reaction of, of of the public opinion because of the reaction of the world of of you know uh because of everything that actually followed you know this attack but apparently apparently the russians can no cannot more cannot be impressed anymore by any statements or condemnations by the west condemnations sorry i mean they they just can't be impressed they I think they genuinely don't care anymore. For them, Ukraine was a matter of life and death, not in a sense that, you know, uh, life and death of all Russians, but it was a matter, and they have made it explicitly clear. Now, you can disagree with this, of course, you know, with this perspective, but their perspective is that this is almost like attacking Russia and turning Ukraine, which they perceive to be you know part of the of, of the russian nation russian culture russian uh, you know civilizational sort of uh, arrangement you know for so them you know taking it away from them like belarus that would mean basically them not just losing the position of like power or something they would lose their sense of place in the world that's that's what it means for them, for the Russians, for the Russian elite, like for the Russian authorities, for the majority of the Russian uh, public opinion. At least judging by what I can uh, I can see and hear and, and then read. So uh, you know they, they they've made that clear. And now I thought that because of this, then I thought that because of this confrontation with the West, they will not be able to manage you know the country uh, because of the tensions within it, because of all you know those 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 problems that. Ukraine had at its birth already that we've spoken about you know extensively on our programs and we've invited guests that were explaining it in details and stuff like that. I thought that they would just you know take part of it secure it for themselves and then they would just you know tell the west okay take the rest if you want you know. But now apparently because of all you know because of how the process unfolded I feel that the Russians what they, what they are aiming at right now, but again, this is a spec, I don't know, it's just like I feel, is something that Mark Sloboda, a security analyst, an American based in Moscow, by the way, yeah. said that they will revert the Maidan process. That's what they're aiming at, which means that you know the European Union was trying to enforce a quote-unquote civilizational choice on Ukraine. Well, now Putin is going to make that civilizational choice for everyone here. Okay, and and they're going to reverse probably Maidan in a sense that they're going to take all, that they're going to take down the current government and they're going to again speculation restore Yanukovych and stuff like that. And now Ukraine is going to be fully in the hands, you know, in the arms of Russia, like exactly like after uh, what happened, you know, this colored uh, revolution attempt in Belarus. They they tried that, and and then Russia will consolidate Belarus, Ukraine, uh, Kazakhstan, Armenia. And I feel, you know, with their partnership with China, they will face because there's a lot of talk now about sanctions. Uh, I I suppose, really, I mean, it's going to be, of course, difficult for the Russians now. But I suppose they're going to write off those sanctions pretty easily. Uh, and and even even if it gets to the point where they are going to detach them from Swift, well, they have their own intra-banking system right now, and I'm and I'm sure that's going to cause a lot of disruption but after a couple of days this is probably going to be overcome and and I want to say that whatever we speculate about is not like you know I, I never claimed that I never will claim that you know I have a a, a a, ball, a crystal ball where I can look into and see the future. That was my speculation based on the on the knowledge. Not, I by the way, I'm getting a lot of criticism. For example, you know, on those anti social media that uh, you know that I predicted that the war wouldn't happen. Well, you know, I, I I'm not a wizard. I you know based on everything that I saw at the time, I thought it wouldn't happen. Okay, it did happen. So. Uh, <clears throat> So that's that's the situation with any speculation, right? And and I'm guessing. I have to respond.
0: Can I just say, who gives a shit? (laughs) We have been. I mean, like, look, I'm an anti, like, like, look, I, I'm a left wing anti imperialist, and. I don't know, and 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 so I have to say this because I have to drill this into people's skulls because people refuse to accept this, including supposedly left-leaning people. So I'm gonna, so so I'm gonna give people a a quick history lesson, guys. uh, First of all, Ukraine, whether you like Viktor Yanukovych or not, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess that you guys didn't know jack shit about him or his politics. But this center-right was overthrown in a coup. He was overthrown in a coup. A you can call it color revolution, whatever you want to call it. But he was overthrown in an he was overthrown in a coup. The Western-backed pro-EU, pro-NATO, pro-Western forces were rival were Western-backed rival oligarchs and Nazis, people who lionized Nazi collaborators, Nazi war criminals, who civil society groups and pseudo-left groups. In, in Canada and the U.S., all lionized Nazi war criminals and Nazi collaborators and were founded by runaway Nazis. And to quote Glenn Ford, the Black Agenda report, I'm talking about real Nazis, real Nazis. With not, 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 Trump Trump supporters. Supporters. <laughs> not Trump supporters. <laughs> and right now, Ukraine is the number one place for Nazi tourism, which is where we're, where, where pro-Nazis go amongst their kinds. And people who are just interested in Nazis go there just to see what Nazis uh, look like. That is who yes. we supported in Ukraine just like the fact just like the fact that Afghanistan did not start with 9/11 Afghanistan started when, when when the u.s Saudi Arabia Pakistan Britain and Canada and France supported radical Islamists radical Islamists to overthrow the communist and pro uh, you know the communists and you know and the the communist non-sectarian secular government of Afghanistan just like well, ISIS, just like ISIS in Syria and the Islamists of Libya, that was all supported by the West. So, guys, you know, like, like, I mean, yeah. So, I, you know, I just have to say that, and I can't recommend enough Richard Sanders, a, a brilliant uh, Canadian historian, peace activist, NGO critic, uh, uh, media critic. There's, there's, there, there's a copy. Short version of uh, 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 of the fascist networks he's exposed, who are who, who supported the Euromaidan protests and the ongoing Cold War against Russia. So check out Richard and- Sanders's article. Uh, uh, I, I I forgot the title, but it's something like how uh, how Cold War fascist Canada uh, fa- you know found its way or something like that. And anyway, make sure to put it in the comments section. People have to read that.
2: Yes, yes. And I will also if, suggest that if people don't that-
0: read that, then they're then they're never going to understand how we got into this uh, part of my language, this cluster fuck of a situation. And check out well, and check out and check and check out Abby Martin's interview with Mark Ames, who's an American who actually lived in Russia, who actually speaks Russian. They need to check out. Her interview with him because he can explain how we got Putin and ironically we got Putin the same way we get all of these you know situations whether it's ISIS or or uh and stuff like that the West created the situation
2: Well, unfortunately for most of people watching TV right now, history started yesterday. It's such a good thing that you mentioned all these people that probably most of the media consumers haven't heard of, especially in Eastern Europe. But they heard of the BBC, which to their credit went to Ukraine and they have a 15 minutes documentary documentary and a piece of journalism that was done professionally that exposed these right-wingers in Ukraine. So if you don't believe these people that uh, Yuri just mentioned here, go to the credible sources and you will see that even the BBC reported on the Nazis in Ukraine. And of course, what my biggest fear here is that once you say Nazis in Ukraine, you're a Russian troll. I mean, I've seen this on social media and trust me, guys, I do not follow, uh, you know, random persons. I follow academics. I follow politicians. And I saw actually the director of one of the universities in, eastern part, in the eastern part of Romania claiming that this is Russian propaganda. I mean, this desire to reject anything that comes against your simple narrative as being Russian propaganda is not a position of a rational person. A pos- it is a position of a person engaged in a war. And okay? a very
1: weak intellectually position. And,
2: and a very weak... I- but but you can't let defend me tell you, that they have a, a perverse way of, of, um, of seeing things. And I think deep down they know we are right. They know all and that's this. Why that's why, why they hate us. That's why they hate us. And they choose cynically to convey this black and white narrative where history started yesterday, where everything that contradicts what the West says is Russian propaganda, where there are no facts. There are only uh, the facts that we convey and that we believe in. And there is no objective reality, there is no pluralism. Okay, I accept that there is no objective reality. At least listen to others if you want to recompose at least a part of the objective reality from what other people believe because this is what a rational person would do. But I would say here that the biggest problem and I I would go deeper because I would have to be here the guy that's uh, or (laughs) the person that says uh, bad things uh, also about uh, uh, Russia. The problem, I think, is that they allow for this propaganda war to go on. You know why I think they did it they didn't realize how important this is. Mm. Having, having been a country that hasn't experienced democracy and hasn't experienced um, this regime where you have to manipulate people, where you have to use propaganda techniques, Russia being a country that had authoritarian leaders for almost 100 years doesn't understand what's going on. I mean, it is an old and I would say rigid form of hierarchical authoritarian politics meeting with a very perverse and powerful um, power coming from the West that actually aims to convince people. I mean, when the Americans came to Romania, and I am not uh, referring to tourists here, I am referring to NATO military personnel, the Romanians were cheering up. I mean this is you know yeah, a, a different for, level a different level of propaganda that unfortunately the Russians never understood have, yeah. I don't think that they understand how um uh, Yuri keeps uh, going <laughs> Okay Yuri please <laughs> come back
0: Sorry, off no, that doorbell ringing earlier and and, and,
2: and and a broken light of mine uh keeps keep, No
0: problem keeps coming no down, problem
2: what I was what I was about to say is that unfortunately I think Russians do not know how to fight this no. because how can you explain so many Ukrainians buying into the western propaganda and thinking just as just as we the naive romanians believe in 19, 1989 that democracy is a wonderful thing brought to us by the west that is right. going to help us thrive and prosper that yeah is how, how is this is well,
0: well, well 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 democracy is a wonderful thing if it's a left-wing uh democracy but i just that i have the idea
2: say, that is breadth, I, is, I, I, I have to finish my thought uh, yeah. uh, because i will finish in one minute so the, um. How could they allow this to happen? And my explanation is that their country was dominated by political elites that didn't really care about what their citizens think
0: and didn't understand
2: uh... how important it is to treat them.
0: But I have to, but, uh, you know, uh, I'm, you know, if, if, since Russia's going to be on trial, I'll just be their pro bono uh, lawyer, um, you know, their their, 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 you know, their defense lawyer for a bit. But I mean, uh, Okay, I mean but the fact of the matter is okay. Uh even you know you could be an anti uh, you, you know communist, but the fact of the matter is Russia had a civil war before the Cold War broke out, and whether you like it or not, the Bolsheviks won. But the were there were but the response of the West was uh, was was instead of daytons as they would with any as they would with anyone else, it was Sanctions, 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 and we need to isolate them and we need to politically persecute anyone that has an affinity for communism and so forth. We get to World War, then then we get to before World War II broke out, we have the US, Canada, France, and Britain supporting uh, supporting a fascist takeover of the democratically uh, socialist Republic of Spain. And the only person that pushed back against that was Stalin. Whether you like how Stalin conducted uh, himself and and how he treated other leftists, that's another issue, and who gives a shit what George Orwell thinks because he was a deep state agent anyways. We then get to the Cold War, where where, where, we're from morning till evening. evil Evil communism, evil communism, evil communism, evil communism, and again, evil communism. Completely forgetting that when you talk about completely forgetting that, you know, because everyone says, the russians were evil because they had this non-aggression pact with hitler. Well, what the fuck do you guys expect? I mean, when Stalin was trying to warn people that hitler and uh, and mussolini were going to be very belligerent and we're going to and, and we're going to, you know, violate everyone's sovereignty. The response of Brits and so forth was, ah, eh, we don't care. We really don't care because in their eyes Communism was the greater evil than fascism. And in fact, many of them had a good affinity for fascism and even helped uh, the rise of uh, Hitler. The Russians suffered terribly in World War II. There were mu- much more Russian civilians and much and much more Russian uh, soldiers that died in World War II on top of the fact that there was a, 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 not genocide, but there was a politicide of anyone who was communist. And of course, Hitler also hated Slavs and certainly Slavs who weren't fascists. We never take this into account because it's, oh, oh, you know, the Russians are evil. The Russians are evil. And, you know, Stalin killed more people than uh, Hitler. And the Russians killed way more people than uh, Hitler. So who gives a fuck? And all of those fascists that we support, Hey, they have legitimate grievances. Uh, oh, come on, you guys are just listening to half-truths from Russian propaganda. We then fast forward to this day and age where after we're after so much meddling, after so much uh infiltration, and so much of uh, you know of the Russian system also crumbling within itself because there were things that the Russians needed to do. Boyan has said many times to me that you didn't have to get rid of the communist system. There were reforms that needed to be done and there should have been reforms that needed to be done. But okay. And then we get Yeltsin, a complete, amoral, drunkard, uh, capitalist douchebag who just destroyed the country. I mean, Boylan talks a lot about Eastern Europe being—it's a civilizational downgrade. The transition from, uh, fr- from 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 communism to disaster capitalism—it's been nothing but endless uh, uh, austerity and the rise of all these competing far-right groups. Putin, not a guy I would vote for. He's center right, he's you know, he you know, he is a capitalist, he doesn't do the, he doesn't he doesn't do much of anything to 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 even develop a middle class. But the fa- but but I do agree with but, but like Ron Paul, I love his foreign policy, I love him defending Venezuela's sovereignty, I love him defending uh Syria's uh, sovereignty. He was he was legally invited to Syria, unlike the Gulf and Turkey and Israel, who had sported ISIS into Syria and we're now in the end and and again Ukraine started when uh you know you know when, when when Viktor Yanukovych who wanted to join the European Union while still maintaining good economic relations with Russia it started you, you know he was overthrown in a western backed coup at first it was a uh, first it was a yes, non violent yes, it. Yeah.
2: the problem is that you can never have such a success don't believe you and i think i think the russian other russians being a country that had mostly authoritarian leaders and authoritarian regimes, did not understand how important this side of the problem is. Because the biggest and the saddest thing here is that most Ukrainians still believed, and they are so honest. And also in Romania, they are so honest in believing the BS of the West. And I saw a, an interview by a couple of guys, Constantin Kisi, kisin He's actually a Russian, and he said to this Neil Farage from uh, from Britain, and he, he kept talking. <laughs> yeah. The Russian uh, journalists, he kept talking about uh, Ukrainians wanting uh, democracy and uh, human rights, and and you could see that he's buying into the propaganda. And he speaks with his heart, and he was so honest and really believing all that BS. Well, the British guy was so cynical and calculating and speaking of interest and speaking of the interest of Great Britain because he knew that 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 is only a way to package their very mundane and their very nasty interests in Eastern Europe. They knew that all this he knew that all this talk about human rights, democracy, progress, whatever, is just a shiny package. Of a very nasty interest. Yeah, I,
1: I, I, think, I think this something that the public opinion, I feel, and does not understand, refuses to understand, or maybe I don't know, doesn't care. But the left, the you leftists don't understand pub. that, the leftists don't understand that is even we is really weird because human rights or or uh, democracy is not something that you can you can take from South that can be imposed. Like this just doesn't like how. How do you even get this concept that that this could just be like, you can order people to live in democracy. You can, you know, this is, this is complete. This is a complete nonsense. And, uh, you know, I think Eastern Europe is a great proof of that. Maria is, Maria is correct. Like, uh, you know, throughout the modern history, authoritarianism in Eastern Europe is the norm. Okay. (laughs) Is the norm. Not uh, like some incident where, you know, exceptional, uh, you know, Boy, prob- that's
0: not true. Before World War II, you were all wonderful. Democracy. Yeah, okay. So let me let me speak
1: to you about before World <laughs> it's, War it's II. Just be- not true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so before World War II, because that's there's a lot of idiotic talk about you know this restoring democracy in Eastern Europe, restoring democracy. What restoration are you talking about? With the exception of Czechoslovakia, maybe to some extent only. By the way. Uh, all other countries were totally undemocratic. Poland was run by a semi-fascist called Piłsudski. Bulgaria, Romania, and Lithuania were straight-up pro- Nazi protectorates. Uh, you know, Hungary. I, I like. You know, you don't have enough time for this right now. Okay, for me to go to go over all, all those things now. And 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 really, mm. I mean, provide the historical process here. I want to say that whatever we feel about this illiberal democracy in Russia. You know, and the, the the leaders that it produces, the the, uh, the the institutions and and the processes, procedures, sorry, that it employs, it's really I, I can't. Quite see how how it can become any better in the foreseeable future, you know, provided the general circumstances. That's one thing. Second thing I want to say is, uh, Maria, you said that you know the Russians did not good, uh, uh, haven't done a good job convincing the Ukrainians that they that they belong to this Commonwealth, you know, Russian civilizational Commonwealth or whatever. Well, I'm not sure that's that's exactly the case. In the sense that I'm not sure that the Russians have actually perceived that they have to convince anyone of that. In the sense that this is the genuine this uh, is the problem. Uh, hold on. Hold on a sec. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I recognize that this is a problem and I recognize that their soft power is zero or minus one or whatever. But what I'm trying to say is that, you know, the Ukrainians and the Belarusians, they kind of it's, you know, you don't have to explain it to them in a sense that, you know, in 2008, when I think it was 2008 or was it 2006 and somewhere around that time. Sorry, I'm very bad with chronology. There was this attempt to drag, uh, you know, Ukraine out of this uh, Russian sort of sphere let's call it okay uh to drag it and to make it turn into a western country th- this attempt was deemed uh, orange revolution and what happened after the co- after this this color revolution was carried out everybody thought that okay now ukrainians are given a chance to vote for a pro western pro democratic pro human rights whatever government and this government lasted for like i i can't remember for just a few years and afterwards you know the old uh, kind of um, uh, well the old uh, i mean the the cur- the one before the Orange Revolution government was restored, basically with Viktor Yanukovych and all the rest. Of it. D- just because this was, you know, and no one explained to to, to Ukrainians that they uh, that Yanukovych is better than uh, uh, than whatever uh, this uh, Timoshenko and. I forgot the name of the president. Yushchenko, Yushchenko. Okay. So uh, Poroshenko, anyway, and afterwards. no, no, no. no Yushchenko. I'm, 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 Poroshenko was later. I'm talking about 2008, 2006. 2008,
0: 2008,
1: 2008, 2008, 2008. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yes. I, I, but, but anyway, so so this this is what naturally was happening. Okay, I mean, the West tried something, and this is why in 2014 to make sure that it that that you know this process cannot be reverted they staged this coup and organized the violence and the shooting and all the rest of it that to, to, you know and turned it into a sacred you know event you know that Putin is now desecrating you know with this uh, with, with all his actions and with his propaganda and stuff like that and in terms of propaganda because this is a very important element here you know there's always propaganda all the time everywhere and i i you know as a you don't even have to be a journalist to know that it's enough if you kind of you know observe the public sphere to the extent that that, that you know in a careful manner and now when when the russian propaganda says or or said that there are there is this a, a far right extremist problem in in the ukrainian society then okay it might have been on rt or it might have been on sputnik or it might have been on some other russian propaganda outlet but you know what in this particular moment the russian propaganda is correct i mean this is it, it just they get they, they they get it right like and you might not believe the rest 98% of it if you think that it's russian propaganda and stupid and you should be uh, somehow insulated but this particular one thing w- w- when they say that they, they are just it's just right and you know like everyone is right sometimes there's this american saying a broken clock is right twice exactly. a day so like i mean come on putin can be right on some things trump can be right on some things like you know trudeau can be right on some things and macron and everyone can exactly, be right exactly. on something so just because they said something does not mean that you are free to you know go ahead and dismiss it like Noam Chomsky in one of the uh, in one in one uh, uh, kind of interview that he was giving to a journalist uh, the name of whom I I cannot remember he accused him of of talking of using talking points or agreeing with Jordan Peterson on something I can't remember what it was and you know Noam Chomsky just. Said like, look, there are probably things that I agree with, uh, agree on with Jordan Peterson. There are probably things that I agree on with Joe Stalin and Adolf Hitler. Like, what, what, what what is the point here, right? So this is this is, I think, uh, you know, another propaganda exercise using propaganda. Like, you know, now we're going to propagandize the propaganda, and you know, propaganda is going to weaponize propaganda. So that's uh, uh, that's that's really, uh, I I would say uh, the, the. the problem that is going to increase, I mean, this is something that is going to increase now after this, this war ends, hopefully in just a couple of days. But I want to say, because we're approaching the end of the program here and I can see on the clock, I want to say one thing, I, I, I feel for all those people that are now the object of a military aggression. And I, I, I really, I, I feel it's a terrible, terrible thing that is going on. And this deserves, you know, this choice, war, as I said, is never a choice. And and you know it should always be condemned, and this is something you know absolutely unacceptable for any, uh, uh, well, leftists and and not only leftists. I think it should be across the spectrum, really. But uh, but and and I, I very much hope that this war war will end very soon. I I feel uh, that you know there shouldn't be much you know heavy fighting and stuff like that. I feel that. You know, people in Ukraine, those who take take arms against Russia, this is probably the, the the most dangerous thing you can you can really do. I mean, there is no way that Ukraine could could not be defeated in this war. Uh, there was this promise made by the Russian authorities and the Russian general staff that anyone who will be willing to give up their weapons will be promised humanitarian corridors out of the theater of war. And I think that this is the only way to go really right now to avoid casualties and all the rest of it. I, I I feel that, you know, anyone who takes up arms against Russia right now will simply be dead in an hour, in a day, in a week, I don't know how long it lasts. I think we should we should really care for as little people as possible dying, and for as little people and as possible getting, uh, you know, being wounded, and for as little as possible property being damaged. Because all this thing will affect Ukraine and will affect whatever the future will be with this or that government doesn't matter. This is always a terrible, terrible tra- tragedy that should be avoided at all costs, even at the cost of you know giving up, the, you know, whatever. Now, this is one thing, but I also I am extremely concerned by the people who are going to suffer the economic and other consequences of that war. And it's not only those in Ukraine, I feel it's also ourselves. Now, with this. Uh, Nord Stream two pipeline being basically out of uh, the equation totally. I don't believe that any other German government in the foreseeable future will res- will restore the certification process. But again, this is a speculation. Okay, uh, but I don't believe it's going to happen. And and I want to ask all those leaders, European leaders. Okay, the leaders of countries with great democratic tradition and all the rest of it, with seasoned, you know, diplomats and 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 you know, European leaders. What now? What? Now? Okay, I I get this. Russia bad, you know, Putin evil. Okay, 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 okay. This is gonna end at one point, and you you're gonna you, you're free to keep screaming and shouting and spitting at Russia, and I, I you know I'm I'm. I'm accustomed to Western chauvinism at at this moment. Like totally, no problem. But I want to ask, what about us? What about us? Who's going to pay my gas bills? Who's going to pay my electricity bills? Who's going to pay the bills of people owning autos? You You know, I just don't see how are they going to actually get around that? Because the fact of the matter, and it's not good or bad. It's just a fact. The fact is that... Europe depends on Russian gas, and I wonder what will happen if after all those sanctions that are going to be imposed right now, which as I said, I don't feel they're going to really impress Russia to any big extent, what is going to happen if in uh, retaliation, Russia just shuts shuts down uh, the the two pipelines that are still operational, the the one uh, that goes under Ukraine and the one that goes under Belarus? What then? I really wonder,
2: especially especially since they sign a deal with the China to to yeah they don't have to sell to of Europe of anymore gas and uh, but I would say also on Russia look winning the hard and uh, hot war is easy you have so many weapons that you don't know what to do with it I think they mobilize only a tiny portion oh, yeah. of their military. Um, personnel and capacity. But what then? Because if if Russians continue, unfortunately, down that line that they continued so far with not taking into consideration what actual Ukrainians think, they're going to be in for a lot of problems because the West has developed very very formidable weapons of convincing people and of branding themselves as the good guys so i don't think i mean winning ukraine piece of cake maintaining ukraine in your sphere of influence with that authoritarian mentality almost impossible i would say
0: well oh, okay. and i just want to say and, and i just want to say before we uh close uh to those on the left, you Western do-gooders who have this white person's uh, burden and think of, you know, the Russians as, uh you know, as, you know, as white Negroes who are who are uber mentioned and stuff like that. I just want to say the following. If you want to help Ukraine, if you want to really hashtag stand by Ukraine and you want to, you know, Help the Russians overthrow their dictator, Vladimir Putin, who's a fascist and all that stuff. Start by working at home. uh, Start by not voting for Joe Biden, who's a war profiteer and his douchebag son, Hunter Biden. Start by not voting for people like Christia Freeland, whose grandfather was a Nazi uh, propagandist. In occupied uh, Ukraine, and if you really want to help the people, you know what? Stop, stop marginalizing people like uh, stop marginalizing people like me. Stop ignoring people like me, the barricade, Richard Sanders, and when we do, uh and, and when we do give you voices of reasons who actually know the region, who actually speak the voice of peace and anti imperialism. Stop just dismissing it as oh, Russian propaganda, which by the way is very racist. What? So the truth only comes from from, of course, from, from, from the from, West. From, from, from the West, West these <laughs> professional liars: Iraq, Vietnam, Afghanistan, Syria, Haiti. <laughs> and I just want to say, and two other quick things, uh, you, you know, to say is that there are there are peace organizations that do exist in Ukraine and in Russia. Go find them and help those people out. Don't 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 don't, don't prop up NATO talking points and empower government-funded civil society uh, groups who want endless uh, cold uh, war. And I just want – and then the last quick thing is you may not like Putin, just like I come from – a, uh, just like my mom comes from a country called the Congo. And, uh, you know, Mobutu, yeah, he was not a left – you know, he was not a left-winger. He was a Western-backed, uh, you know, oligarch, blah, 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 all, you know, all that shit. The overthrow of Mobutu got Rwanda – Controlling my c- controlling my mother's eastern part of the uh, of the country, and it's been a basket case since then. Just like when you, just like when when the communists were overthrown in Afghanistan, Taliban. You know, Afghanistan has been a basket case basket case since then with the Taliban, Western backed uh, douchebags, and now you know the Taliban again. So. War is not the answer. Join, you know, join, join, an, join, join a peace organization. In yeah, action. and and if,
1: if if I may just if I may just make uh, you know one one quick remark here for the very end. Look, this war. I said it in the previous segment, but I care for this to to be added here in the second segment as well. This war could have been prevented with a with just one simple statement that would be put in writing and signed by by NATO member states. That one sentence would be Ukraine will not join NATO. Thank you, which which everybody uh, you know, which there was a consensus about already. Okay, it's just that they were too proud to actually you know publicly admit it in, in in you know in this in this manner. And for the very end, I I want to offer this thing that I came across in the in anti social media is uh, but but a great uh, a really a great uh, I don't know how to put it summation or another or great sentence here. Uh, Russia out of Ukraine, NATO out of existence. This could, you know, this this could be the way forward, really, uh, for the whole thing.
0: <clears throat> we were joined on, the, so we were joined on this uh, monthly thumbs up, thumbs down edition of On the Barricades with uh, with your uh, hosts and the answers of the Barricade, Boyan Stanislavski, and Dr. Maria Trenat. I've Ivan Yuri Smouter of Yuri Muckraker at One Plus One, which you can check on the. which you can check on there, that title. And stay safe, keep healthy, fight for peace, don't fight for war.